0: Hi, I'm Billy Atwell, and I believe that consistently facing your fears is the only way to realize your truest self, and to make those confident choices that will help you to obtain your deepest held hopes and dreams. I have faith that this podcast series will show you that you are not alone, that it will strengthen you and give you courage to face your fears, and that it will help you to permanently cross over into a life of living beyond your fears. Join me on this journey as we listen and learn from others as they share their experiences in facing and overcoming their own fears. Hello, everybody. Today, you and I are going to be joined by Joshua Tongle. Welcome, Joshua. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Are you ready to fear not today? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Joshua is an author, speaker, YouTuber, and host of the Flipside Podcast. With his unique and diverse background, he has become a fresh voice for modern day spirituality. As a rising thought leader, Joshua's simple yet profound teachings have helped countless people throughout the world recover from legalism. He speaks on topics such as religion, spirituality, and personal development, offering new paradigms relevant for our day and age. Josh, Joshua, can you take a few moments to fill in those gaps and also give us a brief glimpse of your personal life?
1: Yeah, well, um, just to keep it simple, so I'm actually based in the, or actually I, I grew up in America, but I'm actually living here in the Philippines with my wife here in Manila. Um, there's just a lot that I could share of uh, how I got to where I'm at now, um, but yeah, I'm pretty much an author and a speaker, and yeah, so I just uh, like
0: to share my journey with people online. Great. So why don't we get started by having you share with us today one of the biggest fears that you've had to face.
1: Yeah, so I guess uh this is something that I don't usually talk about too often, but um but but people a good number of people know this about me, so just to give your listeners a little bit of my background. Um I don't even know if you were aware of this, but I was actually born with an underdeveloped right hand, like a deformity. Were you aware of that? No, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's that's pretty much Uh, one of my biggest struggles that I had my whole life. And so growing up, uh, just like a lot of kids, um, I was teased by a lot of other kids, you know, because sometimes they can be pretty cruel. And uh, unfortunately, even some adults can be cruel as well. And I wish I could say that I I never let their words or even like the disgusted looks on people's faces when they would look at my hand, whether they knew it or not. That's just how I I looked at it. Um, I let it get to me, unfortunately. And so growing up, I felt really... Like ugly, to be honest. And I felt very different from other people in in this way and very insecure about my hand. And so growing up, I was always wondering, you know, will girls ever like me? Uh, you know, what kind of job will I have in the future? Um, you know, will I have to deal with these uncomfortable stares the rest of my life? And so basically the fear that I had was, you know, it was basically just showing my hand in public, to be honest. And so I've been public speaking, Billy, since I was uh, 17 years old. And so no matter how strange it sounds, even as a public speaker, I used to keep my hand in my pocket all the time, which could look kind of uh, awkward and uncomfortable. Um, but I did that for several years because I was that afraid because um, I felt like if I showed my hand, if I just took my hands out of my pocket when I'm in front of an audience, it felt like the whole world was looking at me. You know, it just felt like they were all staring at it as so, as though I was like some sort of freak show. Um, I know that's not the case, but that's just how I felt, I guess, because a lot of the bad experiences uh, that I had when I was growing up. And so uh, in 2005, uh, this is just to give more context, you know, I actually ended up having like the worst year of my life back in 2005, both physically and emotionally, because um, I know there's a, there's a lot that I could share about this, but I was experiencing excruciating pain from a back injury that I had um that I got from breakdancing so I, I'm what you call back in the day a b-boy so dance since I was a little kid um despite my hand being the way that it was I could still do that um and so I, I injured myself uh suffering from something called a herniated disc and at, at that same time around that same time I was also diagnosed uh, with a chronic digestive disease called GERDs, which is a gastroesophageal reflux disease. And so I was struggling with those two big things in my life during that time. But then in 2006, I had this radical, uh, which you can call like a paradigm shift, where I started to, Revisit the subject of physical healing because as a kid, I used to actually want to be healed when I was a little kid. You know, I used to like pray to God as a little kid and, you know, asking Him to give me two hands when I would wake up. Hopefully, I was wishing I'd have two hands and stuff. And so I'd be praying for miracles, so to speak, going to healing crusades, and then nothing would happen, you know. And so I became, because of my what you would call negative experiences, I became a hardcore skeptic of uh, miracles, what people would call miracles, or healing for eight years. And I was a very, like I said, hardcore critic. And, um, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) But anyways, I I started revisiting, like I said, the subject of healing back in 2006. And I eventually started to, what we would call pray for the sick, or practice healing on the sick. And for the first time, um, surprisingly, I started seeing results. And which later on uh, led to my own healing, which is, of course, a big story in and of itself as well. Uh, But even though I started to believe in the idea that anything is possible as I started to pray for the sick back in 2006, you know, there was still that one thing that I felt was impossible for me, which was this limitation that I had, so to speak. This one that I actually created myself where I couldn't believe In overcoming the fear of showing my hand (laughs) in public. So here I was, I was speaking at different events, conferences about miracles and, and, you know, using these terms called the supernatural and all et cetera, et cetera. And yet here I was feeling that all things are possible except for this one issue for me that I had. I just couldn't believe in myself of overcoming this fear of uh, just because i felt so self-conscious so there was like this what you would call like a cognitive dissonance going on with me you know but as i was still going around speaking at a lot of places you know on the idea of belief you know or the believing for the impossible you know there was one day that literally changed my life forever and it was a day that i finally faced my fear and so like i said i was speaking at a lot of places concerning Healing and you know miracles. And so I was invited to speak at my university at the time This was back in 2006. And so just as I usually do before any speaking engagement um, I usually you know meditate um, You know where I get focused and what we would call prayer for some people and so I would do that It was no big deal, you know But before I started to walk to the auditorium where I was going to speak this one day You know, I just thought I'll do what I always do. I'll keep my right hand in my pocket the entire time um, as I speak, just like I, as I did the week before at a conference where I spoke about miracles. I, I had my hand in my pocket the whole time, you know, so I thought, you know, what's gonna be new at this event when I'm speaking at my university? You know, just no big deal. So why would I want to put myself in a situation where I'm gonna have to deal with one of my biggest fears that day, and so, shortly after, this is a strange part, uh, shortly after I entered the building, the auditorium where I was gonna speak, um, i kid you not i don't know how to explain it but something out of the ordinary happened to me this day and i heard like this very distinct voice but it wasn't like just any voice it was like very gentle yet it was very firm and it didn't sound like me it didn't sound like the usual voice in my head especially because of what i i heard it say um but the only way that i could describe it was like it was just this like this internal audible voice kind of like interrupting my thoughts and, you know, call it God, universe, higher self, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. All I know is that this voice was very crystal clear when I heard it. And his voice said, you are going to show your hand today. That's it. That's all that I heard. It literally interrupted my thoughts and uh, I freaked out, (laughs) you know, and here's this audience. They were waiting for me to speak at the auditorium. And I was, like, pacing back and forth because I was panicking. I, and I know this is not a big deal for a lot of people, but but if you just know more of my story, Billy, like, this, this was the biggest issue that I've struggled with my whole life. So it was a big issue for me. And long story short, uh, once I got up to the front to speak, I was very uncomfortable, and I just burst into tears in front of everybody in the audience. And they had no idea what was going on with me because I just knew that I... It was a day that I was finally going to face my fear showing my hand to everyone um, in the audience. And I felt, like I said, I felt extremely uncomfortable. And the audience, they were probably wondering what the heck was going on and what was it that I was hesitating to do or say. Uh, But there I was, uh, just standing there, vulnerable, crying, you know, kind of like a baby. And I'm an adult, you know, I'm in my mid-20s and all eyes were on me. And I tried to remove my hand out of my pocket several times, but I just felt like I couldn't. And then all of a sudden I started to get overwhelmed with like a lot of the painful childhood memories that I would have, you know, just the the disgusted looks on people's faces, you know, where the fear kind of deepened even more uh, as I was standing in front of everybody. And then a, a close friend of mine at the time, he got up from his seat and he moved to the center of the aisle And then he looked directly at me and he gave me this really intense look on his, you know, with his eyes. And he gave me that like that slight nod with his head, sort of like the the nod that Mr. Miyagi gave Daniel in The Karate Kid. I don't know if you saw that movie, right? Yeah, totally. But then he gave me that look, you know, and then he was just giving me that that affirmation like, Josh, you can do it. You know, because my best, he was one of my closest friends at the time. So he knew what I was about to do because he saw so much fear in me, Um, even though I didn't say anything to him beforehand. And then, you know, while, while all eyes were fixed, you know, what? and then while my eyes were fixed to the ground, because um, I was so scared to to look up at people's reactions, um, it finally happened. And I took my right hand out of my pocket. And for the first time in my life, Billy, um, I just held it up high for everyone to see. And my eyes were still fixed to the ground because <laughs> I was so scared to look up. And then, you know, with my hand still up in the air. Um, I finally found the courage to look up uh, and around at the crowd. And what I saw was something that I'll never forget, you know, even to this day. And I saw people's eyes and they were staring. But to my surprise, they weren't looking at my hand, at least from what I can tell. And instead, I just saw them looking straight into my eyes. And ultimately, you know, I just felt they were looking straight into my heart. And, you know, honestly, Billy, that there's so much I could say about that day, but that day literally changed my life forever. And ever since that day, 2006, uh, I've been speaking uh, with my hands out of my pocket and, you know, helping people deal with, you know, their own issues with self-love and helping people overcome their fears. And so, yeah, that that's just one of the biggest uh, fears that I've dealt with in my life that I've. Had to overcome, and there's many fears that I had, but I know that's that's a big one. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I would imagine, I mean, just listening to your story, that it was clearly a life changing moment. And it just, I would imagine you just approach everything differently now, having faced that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just gives me more of the confidence. I get reminded constantly of that day that. In order to face your fears, you just got to, in order to overcome them, you just have to face it one day. You know, because like I said, I've been doing speak public speaking since I was 17. I'm 36 years old now. In 2006, I was already in my mid-20s. You know, so imagine all these years I got so used to, I'll just do another week speaking with my hands in my pocket. No big deal. But I know that the fear that I would kind of like put aside all the time was eventually going to surface again one day. <laughs> and that was the day. That was completely unexpected. That's when I heard that voice, you know, whoever that was. And um, like I said, it it did change my life forever. I just spoke in Singapore um, last last week, and you know, I was showing my hand to people in Singapore. And as I spoke, and people came up to me, sharing to me their own issues with their physical body. And that's what I've seen. Just it, it doesn't just change my life. I've seen on how much it changed other people's lives. You know, when they could see me vulnerable you know, this grown guy just, just weeping because um, I was really afraid that day. You know, it was something very, it was very unexpected for me that, that if I didn't face that fear, I don't know where I would be today. And if I, you know, the fact that I'm able to help so many people deal with their perception of themselves and be able to accept themselves and at the same time look at how their weaknesses can become their strengths as well. So yeah, it's it's helped me approach a lot of things differently in my life. Um, so I'm just very grateful.
0: Joshua, are you ready for the speed run? Sure, let's do it. What individual, whether they're fiction or real, has made the most impact on your life?
1: Individual? I, you know, Honestly, I can't think of any particular individual. Uh, but if I could mention... Um, the the people that come to my mind it's my family to be honest um I even just got off the phone with my mom uh, just like two hours ago and she's in America but if I could just mention my family because uh, you know once your your audience becomes more familiar with my work um, they will see the con- the kind of content that I kind of talk about which could sometimes be kind of controversial and so because of that. Um, I've lost a good number of, of friends and connections and, you know, opportunities, et cetera, because of the things that I talk about online, the things I write about in my book. But my family, it's amazing uh, just all these years, you know, even though we see things differently, um, they've shown me nothing but unconditional love through it all, you know, and I guess, I guess that's what just love does, you know, it's kind of like uh, it doesn't matter in a way you know what my son believes you know what my parents might be thinking because i love my son you know or my sisters the way they they still treat me the same even though we see things so differently and so honestly i can't think of any particular individual but one thing that i'm, I'm always constantly grateful for is my family like i just love them so much i mean they're so scared <laughs> sometimes uh, i think read the stuff that people say about me online because of the stuff that i talk about it's very um Uh, hot topic kind of issues that that, um, just some people, you know, unless you're on the same page, it's going to be very difficult to swallow. So like I said, it's just my family have have been the people in my life that just shown me so much love and support that I, yeah, they're just the ones that really stand out to me at this time in my life. And and of course, my wife too, (laughs) you know, who's here. And she stuck with me from the very um, beginning ever since we met. And she would always tell me, you know, Josh, these other people who, who could criticize you for the stuff that you share online, she's like, they don't know you, but I know you. I know your heart. You know, so it's those people in my life uh who've been able to look past, you know, these these, you know, kind of hot topic issues and who've been able to see into my heart and um been able to follow my journey.
0: So if you could instantly change one thing in the world, what would you change? Huh
1: um i mean that i guess what comes to mind because you know i even experienced this earlier today um I, I live in the philippines and i live in an area that uh it's very interesting here in the philippines because you'll see two extremes you'll you'll see the rich and the poor actually living like side by side next to each other like you'll see a, a big you know rich area but you'll see homeless people like right outside so it's very interesting i don't really see this in other countries, especially in America. And so one of the things that I see here that that my heart always gets moved to um, is like when I see people here struggling uh, financially here in the Philippines and people working really hard and not being compensated for, you know, the hard work that they do. Um, And so I guess one of the things that I would like to see change is for people to have their needs met you know just seeing some people even outside my home to be honest like you'll see people even outside of our our a condo here people begging for food and um, people holding babies and stuff like that and just begging and honestly it just it breaks my heart and so um i can't deny that at the same time struggle makes us stronger <laughs> you know what i mean because without the challenges in life uh, we wouldn't be strong people where we are today, but I can't deny the fact that it also uh, breaks my heart when I see a lot of people struggling um, financially without, you know, having the food and, and the clothes. You know, when I see people uh, sleeping here, even outside of my house, sometimes on the ground, um, I just wish I could do more. So, you know, we do what we can do. I just wish, I just wish uh, we would be more givers to people,
0: you know. So
1: that's just the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs>
0: What's your biggest weakness?
1: My biggest weakness, um, you know, just to be honest, I still have moments where I feel self-conscious about my hand at times, um, even after all these years. You know, it's been over 10 years and I still have my moments where I I still feel self-conscious about it, so just to be honest.
0: What's your biggest strength?
1: My biggest strength is that I overcome my fear (laughs) every single day of being self-conscious. So even though I still, um, you know, like I said, the the stairs, I still get the stairs. Um, it could still get to me a little bit. Uh, thankfully I'm still able to overcome my fear every single day. So I guess that's, that's a strength,
0: I guess. If you could only have one book to read, what's that book going to be? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I'll honestly, say
1: I don't. I read a lot of books, <laughs> and that, that's just the one I just can't answer. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. So I might have to skip that one.
0: <laughs> Do you have a favorite sound?
1: Sound? Um, laughter. Because uh, I obviously could even tell. I, I laugh a lot. Uh, my wife and I, we love to laugh a lot, tell jokes, and watch funny movies. So I love, especially here, right? Like as I was even mentioning. Um, there I see a lot of people here who don't have much but they're still able to laugh and when I see people laugh um, even though they don't have much it just makes me happy because um, they're able to recognize that there's more to life than a lot of material things and so
0: I just love seeing people laugh (laughs) or hearing people laugh and Joshua if someone would like to connect with you what's the best way for them to do that
1: Uh, The best way would be through my website, which is uh, joshuatongle.com or obviously uh, Facebook. So I'm on Facebook. Just search up my name. Uh, My last name is spelled T-O-N-G-O-L. And I have a podcast, Twitter handle. It's just my name pretty much, Instagram. So it's just pretty much my name. And on on all the social media platforms, I'm pretty much on the majority of them. So (laughs) just type in my name and you should find me.
0: And Joshua, what parting advice would you like to leave with us today?
1: Advice? Um, just yeah, just based on this whole interview, you know, uh, face your fears. Um, just one of the things that I, I got a lot out of me facing my fear is that, you know, it could inspire a lot of people out there. Because um, like I was saying earlier, like when I became real and vulnerable with other people, when I faced my fear that day, you know, I, I saw people become real and vulnerable with me. You know, literally that day. In 2006, I had all these people come up to me and start crying, and they were showing me their scars on their legs from being burned. And other people, even another guy, even had like a deformity on his hand and all these things. And so, uh, face your fears because you can inspire a lot of people. And when people see you do it, uh, they'll be inspired to do the same.
0: That's excellent advice, Joshua. And thank you so much for that. I want to thank you too, Joshua, for coming on the show. Not only just because you shared your story, which um, was amazing, but you are an inspiration. And so I, I really do thank you for the time that you've given us today and showing us of a, a life that we can have if we just face our fear.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Billy. I really appreciate it. This is a really good topic that I think people should address. So, yeah, appreciate what you're doing.
0: Thank you for joining me today, and remember, you cannot achieve everything, but you do have the God-given ability to achieve anything. So stay focused, out of fear, and keep on keeping on. Until next time, be well and peaceful. For more information on today's episode and guest, or for resources that will assist you in overcoming your fears, visit livingbeyondyourfears.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, where three times a week we move to a life beyond our fears.